Hey y'all, this is Ashley, also known as Bored Becky, and you're listening to Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. This is OSF, and I'm getting wrecked with Travi. And I'm like, Travi, come on now, like you you got this under control. Yo, what's up, it's G-Love, and I'm fired up with Travi. This is Danielle Petty, co-founder of the 90s Babes, and you're listening to Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. What's up? It's your Web3 bestie, Liz Morrison, and I'm Toy Encendida en la cadena de bloques con Travi. What up, y'all? This is Sammy Ariaga. I'm fired up on the blockchain with Travi. I'm Ray Isla, and I'm fired up on the blockchain with Travi. What's up, world? It's Spotty Wi-Fi, the king of the crypto punks, and you are now tuned in to Fired Up on the Blockchain with my guy, Travi. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and DJs, for the thousands in attendance and the millions listening in podcast land, my name is Travi, and we are fired up on the blockchain. Hey, Travi, let's effing go. Welcome back to Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. This is Travi, and it's so great to see you back here. It's been a great start to 2023. We've had some really fantastic guests so far. So if you've got some catching up to do, don't worry. Don't worry. There's always time. There's always time. This is episode 45, getting very close to that half a century mark. And we're going to be celebrating episode 45 today with one of the great musicians in not just the NFT space, but one of the great musicians in Nashville, and that is Sammy Ariaga. Sammy is somebody we've talked about on this podcast before, and if you've uh, been living under a rock, rock, shout out to Ray Isla with her rocks, um, you will know, you know, maybe, maybe you wouldn't know how bullish I am on music NFTs. And every podcast I've been interviewed on, whether it's NFT 365 with Fanzo, from the blockchain with Bored Becky, my own, and of course, on the Music NFT Show with my buddy Jay Thorne. I've talked a lot about music NFTs, opening doors for people, whether it's access to events or claimable items like vinyls and merchandise and obviously tickets to those events and stuff. There's so much out there. And one of the things that I absolutely geek out over <laughs> is music and hanging out and chatting with the musicians. And there's nothing like that access that the NFTs allow you to have. And today I'm so excited to talk to Sammy Ariaga. We're going to get into it, talk all about his drops, and we're going to get a little pixelated together here on Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. And, um, you know, if you're a big music NFT fan and you haven't listened to some of the previous episodes, we've chatted with Spotty Wi-Fi. We've chatted with Ray Isla. I mentioned Jay Thorne. We have G Love, who's been doing his thing for a couple decades and, and you know helped launch the career of Jack Johnson one of the, the biggest musicians in the in the history of all mankind and also a really great conversation with Liv Charette and Adria Delon and Liv tells us about her performance at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame some really cool stuff and today we're going to be hanging out with Sammy and Sammy's one of the biggest musicians in the history of Web3 and look I'm just looking right now at some of the stats and I by the time this comes out it'll change a little bit but I'm looking at the seven day stats here for the music NFTs Sammy in the last seven days seven days is 25 ETH in volume um, Violetta who I'd love to have on uh, the podcast sometimes seven ETH in the moonshot um, and then another four in the gypsy heart mint pass Ray Isla's rocks the last seven days for ETH I just I'm in I'm in love with what's going on with music NFTs and you're going to hear a lot about why today as we get into it with Sammy Ariago and and you know what we're going to talk a little bit too something that's uh, been bubbling up a little bit that term wag me comes back every now and again when you're talking to a real one like Sammy and I'm going to ask him at the end you know as a collector who is he most bullish on what projects or NFT brands is he most bullish on and I got to tell you Sammy's a real one and gives one of the most wag me answers, not corny wag me answers, like legit 
awesome wag me answers and I absolutely love uh, the conversation. I hope you enjoy it too. We'll get into it in just a little bit right after today's NFT uterine session. It's time for school. Yes, it's time for school. And today we're going to chat about music NFT utility and why is it important. So utility cases in NFT means that you can use your NFT to then access something else. You've heard me talk about this repeatedly. You're probably sick of hearing about it. But not everybody who doesn't collect music NFTs has a correlation of how a music NFT could unlock utility. So while we know a lot of NFTs are able to sit in our wallet and sometimes you get access to events and things, a lot of the musicians are really giving like almost like a menu of different things that you can access for holding their music NFT. So as an example, I'm looking right now at the Sammy Ariaga's pixelated music NFT list, right? The utilities you can get. So here's just a few, right? So there's a list of traits and then there's a list with different song versions of it. So if you've got a studio mic in the actual art, you can access real life studio session, experience a day in a studio with Sammy and special guests. If your character in the art has a fishing rod, you can get 10% off charter services by the Blue Tails fishing team. If you've got a golden fishing rod, then you get 20% off. If Sammy actually signs, yes, there's little signatures in the, in the bottom corner. If you get a Sammy signature, you can get your own fishing physical vinyl your record of sammy's pixelated if chloe the artist sign yours you get a free airdrop of the pixelated nft entire album if you've got the one of one it kind of is like a wild card and it's got a whole lot of stuff it represents any pixelated song versions and speaking of song versions then of course there's even more ultimate utility that goes along with that i mean and this you know think about how thought out some of this utility is this is a way to say let's have fun let's gamify this thing together and also you're a holder of this we want you to have special access that not everybody could check out ray islas as well she just recently put out some more new trait of options and rewards so you can kind of level up and get some stuff in there um, and just a whole lot of fun stuff coming to you from these musicians so let's get into it today with my man my hermano the one and only semi ariaga it might have been NFT music that have helped to keep NFTs alive when a lot of the NFT market around us started to kind of fall down and crumble a little bit. And um, one person I could say that has uh, had a big hand in keeping the NFT music alive is somebody we see on the charts all the time. And it's a pleasure to welcome the Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi, the one and only Sammy Ariaga. Sammy, thanks for joining me today. How are you? I'm phenomenal, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So you're certainly somebody who a lot of us already know, a lot of us have listened to even probably before we got into Web3 and NFTs. You've been known for Pixelated, you've been known for Metagirl, which I sing to my wife all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> you have your Pulse Pass. There's a whole lot of stuff I want to get into with your with your Web3 journey and how you've been able to allow people to join your community and continue to reward them a little bit. But even before that, you know, you're one of the people too who was who found success before Web3. And then you saw a little bit of a Web3 sort of bridging that gap, how to take the, the Sammy Ariaga that some of us knew and and, and the identity that you've had for so long and really bridge that gap and, and create, it's not a brand new identity, but it's almost like a, it's almost like you've been able to, I don't know, like merge two different worlds together. And I feel like that's something that you're known for, you know, in general anyway, because you've got the country music side, you have the Cuban American, uh, the, the Latin kind of vibes as well. And you've been blending a lot of things together for so long. What has it been like for you and, and your process of, you know, having been a successful musician, somebody that a lot of us you know, were able to press play on anyway, and now we can press play right in our open sea and listen to what's that transition been like for you? Man, it's been absolutely uh, life-changing, and, and you know, to be quite honest, uh, you know, for the past 13, 14 years, you know, chasing this artist thing, as you know, you know, one of the main parts about being a musician is is kind of being a chameleon, you know, adapting to, you know, what's hot, what's in, you know, and trying to stay relevant, you know, any chance you get. Um, and over the years, you know, things have changed. You know, I, I was on the road, and you know, Facebook was a thing. And YouTube was a thing, and then 
over the years TikTok appeared and Instagram and so like as an artist we're constantly evolving um, just to try to get our, our music heard by as many people as possible and that's really you know my only goal in life is you know for, to, to do what I love to do and that's to sing and, and play music and also to you know to try to reach as many hearts as possible with my melodies and uh, whenever I discovered Web3 I knew for a fact that uh, that intimacy, that that bond between you know the holder and the and the creator um, was something that we we couldn't put together in Web two. I didn't have that ability in Web two. I also didn't appreciate the concept of community in Web two. It was more about you know dropping songs, dropping songs, dropping content, drop you know. But 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 I wasn't building relationships. I wasn't like you know get, I wasn't learning my community and uh and I didn't know that I was gonna like love that so much until I was introduced to that in web3 um and so I feel like the bridge between both worlds hasn't it wasn't even that difficult because it also it's it, it, it all comes down to community and like if the people are resonating with what you're doing as a creator and as an artist you know the rest is just going to kind of fall into place they're going to go and follow you on instagram and tiktok and all the other social medias it's just organic it just you know happens on its own um but yeah i mean over the last year and a half like the way that i approach the creative mode is night and day um i used to post like regularly every single day non-stop maybe two three times a day and you know now i see myself posting maybe two to three times a week you know like it's just not not the same anymore because i'm spending so much time with my holders my community now and building those relationships that i didn't have before yeah, let's talk a little bit about community. Um, I've had some of your friends and some of your colleagues on the show here. Um, I think, so Ray Isla, someone I've had on here, um, got to meet you both in, in London. Love Ray. Um, when we were uh, just about to head into to Spotty's show there. Had Spotty on the show. And everybody talks about community. And I feel like the musician, the musicians who, who talk about community have a... Have a passion for it that's a little bit different than I would say just like not not to FUD any any NFTs, but like your quote unquote generic NFT founder. And I'll tell you why. I feel this way. Because I'm a huge music nerd. I've got a Bob Marley tattoo right here. I have a Wu-Tang tattoo right here. Spotty's right there behind me. Obviously, big fan of yours and Ray and you know, your whole your whole kind of freshman class, as I like to call it, in the NFT music world. And you know, all I've ever wanted <laughs> when I'm in this when I'm in the crowd, and I'm sure a lot of people felt this way when you're singing along to the lyrics you want the musician to notice you i mean you want them to say all right yes you're you're not just a fan of me but like you see me and yes you're you're paying me for the show and everything but i also see you and that's something that you and the musicians that i've grown to love in the web3 space have been able to show people whether it's like through merchandise whether it's through rewards or even just through hangouts where you're able to give vip access so i think you know, that's something really, really special. And for, you know, I do have a lot of people who tune in just for the music uh, NFT artists that I talk to on the show. So, you know, for those people who don't, for those people that aren't fully in the, the music NFT world, who are just kind of understanding, yes, I understand that there's a JPEG that plays an NFT. What is it for you specifically that, you know, that you love about either rewarding your holders or connecting uh, with your holders and the, and the community that way? And also too, if if you're listening out there and you know about the blockchain and you might not understand a little bit about how you know, we could we literally know who's holding our tokens and you're the artist that you're supporting literally also know who's who's holding your token so there's a lot of value i think that goes both ways here man those are that's a really good question um one thing that i really really enjoy about the way that we've structured our collection for example you know with pixelated you know we, we took the approach of the pfp uh, because you know that's just what's hot you know people love representing a community and that's what that's what pfps really have become um it's become a culture um and you know what a cool way for somebody to kind of wear the stripes saying like i'm a sammy fan or i love sammy's music or i love you know ray's music and so now you know through the usage of pfps you know our supporters can now you know 
rep rep us while they're like roaming around the Web3, you know, uh, realm, rocking the PFPs, rocking the, you know, the rocks, the pixelated. And um, it just creates like a form of digital identity. Um, it also, I guess, notifies other people in the community that you kind of share the same b- beliefs and the same values. Um, I really do think the power of the PFP is 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 going to be way more respected in the next like couple years, in my opinion. Especially when Twitter introduced the hexagon and being the first uh, social media platform to introduce the the verification of a digital asset um you know that's that step alone is a huge step forward in the in the mass adoption of of you know of, of assets um but as a musician you know being able to identify who my individual holders are um allows me to know you know musically where i'm being listened to the most um, what kind of songs they resonate with the most. Like, for example, I don't have to wor- worry anymore about, you know, what song should I drop next? Is this video good enough? Um, you know, would you guys like this form of utility? Um, I was living in a, in, in a mystery in Web 2. I would just do things based on, like, my gut instinct. But with Web 3, you know, like you said, we can now pinpoint our specific holders uh, from all over the world and we're able to create the content and create the experience that's catered to them um, even better because we have a better idea of what they want. And so, um, and then on top of that with, you know, them holding assets that yes, they might have a JPEG, they might have a a song, but over time, I feel like people are going to understand what the ownership of that asset is going to do for them over time and how that um, that utility that's built into those tokens is constant it's dynamic pretty much that's what I say I say it's dynamic utility where like as a musician we're never going to rug because that's what we are we're musicians and as long as we live you know we're going to be spitting melodies out of our mouths until the day we die and so we're always trying to do cool stuff collaboration performances etc and you know it's up to the founder slash music artist to go back to the digital assets and say anything that I do moving forward is going to be uh, uh, it's going to all go back to the Genesis collection or whatever project that they create the mother collection that is going to give those perks and benefits to the holders and create a better experience for the music for the music lover. Yeah. So if you're listening out there, this is for someone, and I'm sure it's it's definitely grown since since this article here. But uh, over 30 million streams, th- over 30 million streams, over 400,000 TikTok followers. I know, I know that it's definitely grown since then. But you've you know you've seen something in the blockchain. You've seen something using Web three and NFTs that really unlocked a whole new world of understanding. You know, you know even for yourself. You know, even for somebody who's a creator like you, what was it? Was was there one thing? Was it something that happened? I know a lot of people during during the kind of the lockdown pandemic side, a lot of people were were trying to share to make people happy, um, doing like Instagram lives and things like that. That were you know just trying to spread some of that love. What was it for you? Was it? No, did you did you already know NFTs as a collector? Because I know you're a collector. You're you're a pretty well known collector. You've got you've got you know. I, I took a look in your wallet. Um, I sent you actually a Journey NFT, by the way. So thank you very much for being a holder of that. Hey, that's what's up. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, speaking man. of Genesis collections and, and rewarding holders and stuff, but what was it about the blockchain or NFTs? Was there one thing that kind of sparked that in in you that said I, I have to make this move? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things that first stood out to me was you know when i first started hopping on twitter spaces um which i was new to i mean i i wasn't fully new to the live chat uh structure i was already part of clubhouse before that a little bit during the pandemic um so i kind of knew you know the vibe of being in in a live chat room and muting your mic and you know and being invited on stage um but it wasn't until twitter that i that I noticed, you know, the power of PFPs, the power of community and NFT projects. Um, and it immediately caught my attention. It's almost like being at a stadium and sitting in the, the section of the stadium where everybody with the same jersey is at, you know? 
you just feel like you're part of an army and it's just an incredible feeling and I feel like I wouldn't say you know that I wanted to be part like I wanted to create an army but I wanted to create a community of people that all relate on the same thing and that's loving music you know and so I've always had the you know the opportunity to kind of do things on my own through TikTok and Instagram and Spotify. I've seen a little bit of success, you know, doing some stuff on there. And in a sense, you kind of feel like, you know, you're 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 responsible for, you know, the things you say and the, and, and the things you put out into the universe. And so I've, I've over the years, I've developed kind of a sense of, of leadership in that sense. And I've been working on it every every single day to become a better leader, a better founder. Um, and so through the power of NFTs, it, I felt like I could bring together my supporters to me even more, like create even more intimacy, create even more um, just like how do I say, just a, a tighter bond. Um, before it was just like, that's the guy who sings that song, you know? But now people will remember me for, I guess, the, the moments that they spend with me on Spaces, for example. Like, I, I know that most of our Twitter Spaces don't even, we don't even chill. We don't even talk about the project. We just hang out and talk about the randomest things and sing goofy music and make funny noises and stuff. But those are the little moments that like truly make everything more special and nfts allow, have allowed me to do that pretty much yeah there's two things you you hit on there that really just resonated um one being a creator or being a founder of something i, I know for me and i've mentioned this on the podcast before the very first things even before launching the journey i did a test run which was really um, they really wound up being like founders passes. And it was just like, who who believes enough in me? Who trusts me to know that whatever I put out is going to lead to something? So I put out six. And I have to say, like, they were just these AI things that I made um, using MidJourney, like a lot of people have since then done and, and done much better than I was able to ever, you know, consider doing. But, you know, they sold within a few days. And I felt an overwhelming sense of responsibility. Like I really want to do a good job for these these holders. And I can't. And I was thinking to myself at that time, I can't imagine how these founders or people who were starting these projects, you know, a year a year ago, a year and a half ago, were were selling, making all types of ETH, and then just disappearing. It felt like I could never in a million years, you know, fathom doing anything like that. And this was only <laughs> I only sold six of them at the time. So you know, real quick, one other thing that you said that is that resonates a lot and I actually said this on stage at NFT London when I was moderating and it was like what what is a PFP if it's not like a sports jersey I was moderating a, a sports panel a sports utility panel and I was like guys you know what sports jerseys are like or or football tops or you know whatever the local crowd was calling them I said this is exactly what we're doing with PFPs and NFTs and it creates this community bond and other than sports, music, you've already got like this built-in sort of diehard community. And it makes me want to bring up this this next question I had. You have a floor guard. And you've got a, a lot of people in there who are not just supporters of you, but supporters of your of this of this asset, this asset class that you put out. Can we talk a little bit about the floor guard and why that's such a relevant piece to the Semi Ariaga story? Yeah, absolutely. So floor guard is uh, is is a tool that was sparked by a moment of generosity. Um, I was blessed uh, by Violetta herself uh, with what's called a Mint Boss link. And for those of you who don't, who don't know what a Mint Boss link is, it's uh, a custom link that is created for other founders and other influencers and other people in the space that have a great community and have a strong uh, presence on, in the space that have the ability um, and the outreach to help other creators during a mint, for example. So like, let's say you were minting and you needed a little bit of support from my community by giving, by you creating a mint boss link for me, every single mint that comes through that special custom link will provide that uh, founder or that person with the mint boss link a percentage of the mint, like a small little cut. It's almost like a referral code. Like when somebody sends you a referral code for a mattress, 
and you know they use it you get a, a little bit of a, a you know a little bit of the money from the sale um, so that's kind of what what sparked this uh, this tool um, where I could have easily just been like okay I'm gonna help Violetta with her mint and push this out to as many people as possible and you know keep these earnings and cash out but I'm like I don't really need uh, to be honest I don't really need this these funds uh, I think I think this could be way more special if we funneled this like right back into the ecosystem if we streamlined it right back in so how, how could we do that and so I was thinking and brainstorming and I was in Europe at the time so I was like it was in the middle of the night and I was like I could just have people say hey if you mint 20 and I make 0.2 from those mint boss earnings I'm just going to refund you those mint those point that point two ETH and all you got to do is promise me that you're going to use that point two to sweep my floor and so it was kind of like a, a loyalty handshake with my community saying hey I need you to help Violetta and I'm expected to earn this much from these mints but I'll give you that money right back so that you can go get some assets which is a win-win because not only are they getting that small cut but now they're getting extra nfts and and ever since then when we did that the floor was 0 0.02 0 0.03 so those same people that agreed and and you know kept their word are now benefiting off of that little moment of generosity and so I got with our good friend Robin, who's a, who's a killer developer in this space. He's uh, part of Nifty Music, and he's been helping a ton of other musicians in the space as well with, you know, developer needs and you know, creating other innovative tools like the Floor Garden. He created it. Um, but him and I sat down, and he's like, "Man, I really like this concept that you created. Um, how do we like solidify it? How do we make a tool that does this automatically for you, so that you're not manually having to go and like see how many mints they did, you know, do the math, all this stuff?" And he went and did some wizard wizard moves, and you know, bippity boppity boo, and created Floor Guard. And uh, it's a tool now, which is a wallet. It's actually just a, like your typical standard wallet, but it's built in with a, with a smart contract and a tool that is automated to protect the floor of our collection pretty much. So you have the ability to set what's called the target floor price. So like let's say the floor is 0.1. If you set the target floor price for 0.09, that means that... It, it gives a 0.01 space between 0.09 and 0.1 for people to list but if anybody undercuts under that target floor price which is 0.09 the, the tool itself will detect that and using the reserve funds the ETH in the reserve of that wallet as long as there's ETH in that wallet it'll use those the, that ETH and it'll automatically like vacuum like hoover up anybody that undercuts yeah that's that's amazing it not only protects you know it protects that floor but protects you know people's assets who you know yeah. even they're they're because a lot of people too you know it's not like this in every community every nft community but you know some some people do watch the floor but then also sometimes you know some somebody could click on a bad link or there could be a bot in there and the next thing you know things are dropped on the floor they're dropped below the floor price it's good to have a mechanism in place to clean that up it's it's nice that you're you know thinking about it from that perspective obviously from your end from from the creator standpoint and making sure it's clean but also you know protecting everybody else's asset you don't Correct. you know I, I don't i don't want to see if i if i buy something especially if i buy it for significantly more than the min price was for just some some guy to, to come and put it lower it kind of makes the community almost sometimes like at odds with one another and That's I think right. it's nice to be able to yeah alleviate some of that for sure it's it's I will say it is pretty tricky because the tool cannot operate without fuel and that's the tricky part. So um, the cool thing about Floor Guard is that once it hoovers up that undercutter, it has the ability to relist on its own marketplace, on the Floor Guard marketplace, for 0.01 higher than the target floor price. So it makes up for the gas and the transfer fees. 
and somebody like you can go to FloorGuard, and if you want to buy a pixelated instead of buying it on OpenSea, you can buy it on FloorGuard, knowing that by paying a little bit extra money, you're paying for that Geico, you're paying for that Progressive or for that State Farm for your collection, the one that you're really invested in, you know. Um, and so that's what our community's been doing. They they go to FloorGuard and spend just a little bit more, knowing that it's going to protect not only their own assets but the entire communities. You know, so you're already sort of answering my next question, but I'm going to ask this next question anyway, because, you know, we've seen a lot of musicians, certainly if you want to call them Web 2 musicians, which basically if you're listening out there, just means somebody who's already been a musician before NFTs. Um, You know, we've seen other country singers. We've seen, you know, very famous, you know, hip hop artists. Uh, We've seen a lot of people come into Web 3 and, and NFTs and try to make some sales and things like that. You've been successful. So my question why I say you've already answered is, is because, you know, you put a lot of thought, you put a lot of thought into yourself as a creator, yourself as a musician, and also what it means to be somebody who the community could really be proud of. So my, my next question really is, you know, why do you think, Sammy, you've been able to be so successful in this space? And I'm sure that's a relative question because you always want to, I know you, you always want to reach for the, for the stars or, you know, shout out to Violetta, maybe the moon, something like that. But, you know, you've, you've been able to stand out among a lot of the, the other musicians that have tried to make this, this kind of web three, um, venture, you know, what, what do you think has been, I don't know, <laughs> there's no secret sauce. I know that, but what do you think it's been for you? That's, that's, uh, had a lot of people resonate with you. I think that trusting the process and, you know, letting the music market uh, is one of the reasons why I feel like things have gone smoother than I expected in this space. Um, I don't really lead with, uh, you know, because normally when you're on spaces, people have the tendency of like, okay, I'm on stage. I have to chill. I have to. Like, this is the only my only chance. But I feel like... If you just like kick it and lay back and be one with the with, with the crowd, with the family, people are gonna like just naturally gravitate towards you and they're gonna ask you, so what are you working on? So what's next? I, I see you're a musician, you know? In, the, in, in your bio, for example, like I, I would tell everybody to work on your bio and make sure that you put all the proper information, you know, so that way when you're talking and doing your thing, people can study you and they can see what you've done and, you know, they can see who's who's speaking on stage. Um, I feel like a big part of, you know, of, of what's happened in the space for us is that, is just being well prepared for, the, for those kind of moments. Um, having a project, you know, ready to go, but not necessarily shilling it, just letting the art and the music kind of speak for itself. Um, I do think accessibility is very important. Um, being, you know, showing up is half the battle, you know, being there all the time and being on spaces and people seeing your username and your PFP every single day and, you know, make it, you know, you got to be so present to the point where people think like, damn, this dude never sleeps, you know, and, and that's when you hear that, that's when you know that it's working, you know, you're like, perfect. They, they see me, they, they you know, they, they, it's, it's like in their face, it's making, it's making it on their algorithm, on their homepage. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just about like being one with everybody else, um, being very supportive. Um, when you hear somebody in need or, or, or has any doubts about anything is, you know, not to think twice and send them a DM or send them a a tweet saying, Hey, if you need some guidance or you need some suggestions, I'm here. Just let me know. Here's my number or here's my Calendly and let's like, let's schedule a meeting and we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, and I've been doing that now for about a year and a half and I've met some of the most incredible people by doing that as well. Um, and yeah, just being one with the community, that's really it. I mean, it's not just like I said, you know, just cause we have a certain amount of followers or just cause we have a certain amount of streams or TikTok followers 
doesn't make us any better than anybody else. And the second that you make the other the others aware of that, that you that's how you feel, that's when that's when everything becomes way more uh, rewarding and enjoyable. For sure, yeah. And you know, I could tell you this before we got on, Sammy mentioned that he was up until around five in the morning supporting on the Twitter space and just chilling. And there is a big difference. I agree between the shill the shill spaces and the chill spaces. I think that getting up there on a stage, you know, I mean of course somebody asks you that's that's something, or if you're like the guest, you know, who's being interviewed, then certainly, you know, you talk about it. But there's definitely I feel like a way to go about discussing, you know, people's projects when they get up there on a Twitter. Twitter space and I it's I know it's not the most it's not the most natural for a lot of people you know but once you get up there on, on the spaces and you start to understand like you know we're we're all kind of in this together in a weird way um you know and like you said like I've been on a lot of spaces where it's been like music spaces with you and and a lot of the the musicians who you know run the spaces together you know occasionally sometimes somebody will sing and, and it's beautiful and it's amazing but a lot of times you're, you're just chatting and you're just kind of getting to know people and people come up from the the crowd and and they'll just talk and ask questions. And there's, like you said, man, there's a connection there that makes it a little bit different than the feeling of being on stage. And I can tell you, being a a Twitter space host myself, there's a huge difference in feeling of, of if I have to host a space and interview somebody kind of like this versus if I'm if I'm just there just chilling and just kind of like talking about you know my day getting to know people talking to web3 so I think you're doing it right and there is one thing you said there before we get to what you have coming up and some of the things that you recently just dropped I do want to say this something I you know I'm on a, a recent episode um this is a sister podcast to NFT365 with Fanzo so on on a recent episode there we talked a lot about the idea of showing up and one thing that you do, because I've seen you in person, is you've literally been showing up. But we have seen people over the course of the last couple of years in this weird space, I know it goes very fast, who just either stopped showing up or showed up pretty intermittently. And then when you're talking about real life events, if you're a creator, if you've got a whole community, I think people just expect to see or hear from you. I know not everyone could go to every event, but some people don't go to any event. Um, so, you know, props to you for always showing up. You were there in London, you're there in, you know, NYC, and you've been doing a whole lot more. Um, why is that so important to you? Not, not just you as Sammy, who's a musician, but, you know, why is it important to you to always just, just have this mentality to, to be there when there's an event where, you know, and you even did the singer-songwriter showcase in London, too, which was kind of like an additional component to the NFT NYC week. You're showing up in a way that, like, I wish some people would show up, like, even 25% of what Sammy Ariaga is doing. So, I guess, like, internally, why is that so important to you to, to, to be present at these events? I do think that we, we do spend a lot of time on spaces, and we spend a lot of time, uh, you know, behind our PFPs, and that you kind of, like, put... You put out this energy on on spaces and in Web three that just you can't put out an IRL. It just doesn't convert. You can't. You have to be there in person. Um, and so, I do think the IRL quality moments are you know more than ever going to solidify that friendship and create those you know memories that you'll never forget. Um, and it's really cool to just see, like, also the age demographic because you don't really see, you don't see that a lot in Web three because people are uh, undoxed, and whenever they go to these events, and you know, you see who they, what they look like, and where they're from, and you hear their accents, and you know, you you can find out their age. It just like, especially as a musician, it, it blows my mind, you know, to see like what a wide variety of, of music lovers, you know, we have in our, in our community. Um, for example, that's one of the reasons why we, we wanted to throw the community event in Nashville for Pixelated is because, you know, as a musician, it's, it's all about that IRL experience about, you know, going to a live show and feel, feeling the band and, you know, the lights and, you know, the energy. And that's something that you can never translate through through Twitter spaces for sure. Um, and, you know, I will say Web3 has allowed me to travel the world more than ever. And, you know, through, through these NFT collections, you know, I've been able to fly from Nashville all the way to London and all the way to Berlin 
and play in a little club that I've never even seen or heard of before and sing the same song I've been singing on Twitter spaces for over 12 months and you know hear a few people sing it back to me is like man like I I, I shed a few tears not gonna lie um, it was such a full circle moment back in NFT London um, and it reminded me that you know music is the universal language and you know to, to bring that to IRL after months of building the building blocks and the foundation of you know of our projects it's just so rewarding and so and it, it excites me for the future to, to really put together a tour and start you know taking these NFTs on the road Ooh, okay. So that that will lead to the next question. But anyway, props also to this because when I had Spotty on as a guest, one thing he did actually stop to say was he shouted you out and he said that one thing that you do that you've always been awesome at, and you've taught a lot of people this too, is you know if you're going to an event, if you're if you're getting involved in you know even like kind of a co-branding situation, is how could this benefit my holders? And I think even when I first met you at the VIP dinner. At NFT London, I think that was one of the very first things you probably had no idea who I was, and I was just like, "Yo, one, you know," and I told you that story, and it's something that I've also internalized as well because now on the creator side, and you mentioned the Genesis drops earlier. How could we continue to benefit our holders? And I feel like the message that you put out with that, that Spotty kind of you know praises you for helping him understand, and now me, and I feel like I'm going to continue passing that message on, is huge. It's all about the community. You know, we can call them holders, we can call them a, a community, but you know, it's, it's really a family. And, and when the market is the way it is, the people who are sticking together, whether it's a music NFT or one of the kind of utility projects that uh, you know, people are getting a lot of value from, you know, it's a different type of market than it was like a year ago when people were in it just a flip. People are looking for something real. And I have to tell you this, no matter how you feel about verbiage, what, when you're talking about utility or community, there really is nothing like the utility and community that you get from <clears throat> a music NFT and really vibing with the musician at these real life events. So, so thank you for, for that and how much thought and foresight you put into those IRL events. But yeah, let's talk about the future. I mean, we, you know, a lot of people listening and I'm going to have it all in the show notes. Um, we, you know, pixelated is, is huge. You know, pixelated is out there. A lot of people know, and feel free if you, if you do want to give anyone a refresher on this meta girl, as I mentioned, is a song that like, not only, not only is it just an awesome, there's so many ties into the web, three and nft space um i feel like it's a song that even if you're out there and you're not a big web three nft sort of collector you'll find a lot of things in it and plus it's just got a really great sound i know that there's a whole lot of um a lot of people who purchased it like to use it i know there's one uh, podcast that uses it as their entrance song as well um wth is out there and there was one that you recently just unless wth is what i'm thinking of there was one that you recently just dropped as well um, can you talk a little bit about some of the things that you've just done recently and then let's talk about what's coming up in the future? Yeah, uh, 100%. Thanks for all the shout outs, man. Um, seriously, I love Spotty and I love what you guys are doing. Uh, and it's just really cool to see everything evolve, you know, in such a short amount of time. But yeah, a lot of cool things are, are you know, are being planned for the near future. Um, we are currently working on uh, special vinyls, like the one that you have in the background, uh, that Spotty actually helped me put together with the Vinyl Key uh, family. We're going to be putting those together for the pixelated holders as well. Um, we have a certain trait in the collection. Uh, the Sammy signature, which is my signature. Um, if you have any pixelated with that signature on the bottom left, um, that automatically guarantees you uh, a free claim of the physical vinyl created by Vinyl Key, um, which I w I'm actually going to be physically driving to their plant in North Carolina, and we're going to be pretty much designing it and creating them together. Like I'm going to grab the press and pull it down and create, you know, put push down the vinyl and actually manually make them so that it can be as hands-on as possible. Um, and uh, yeah, so if you have any pixelated with that signature, you're you're guaranteed uh, a physical vinyl. Uh, we also have the Chloe signature, which is the artist of the pixelated collection. If you have one of those, you get a digital airdrop of the vinyl, and that'll be in in, in NFT form, airdrop to all the holders. And if you have any double sigs. 
uh, which there's, I believe there's only like 40 something or 30 something in the entire collection. Um, you get both. Um, they're very, very scarce, but you get both a digital album airdrop and you get a physical vinyl claim as well when those are ready. And um, you'll be able to go through our merch store and claim those for free. All you got to do is pay for shipping and handling and, you know, it'll get drop shipped right to your door. Um, they'll, they're going to have the, the chip as well, just like Spotty's, where you're going to be able to scan over the vinyl and, you know, claim your NFT, kind of like a, a car title, um, but for your vinyl, very unique to you. Um, we're working on signed posters. Um, we got the community event coming up in May. Um, of course, we have all the events coming up. NFT LA, NFT NYC. We got VCon. Um, one of the cool things that I'm looking forward to is that there's a studio session happening on May 4th, which is the day of my birthday. Fun fact. And it's going to be a holder-gated studio session with not only me but with other music NFT artists like Ray Isla, like Violetta like Emma, etc and we're going to do a live in the studio acoustic performance, like we're all going to go in this in a circle, like we're all going to take turns and like go around you know, pass the guitar around and we're going to record that session professionally with engineers and producers and whatever gets you know, whatever's performed or spoken of during that session will get tokenized and airdropped to all, only those that attend the event. And so it's going to be a very, very special, exclusive event, um, tying in both the Web 2 IRL experience with the Web 3 uh, way of things. Um, and then the day after, we're going to be hosting an event at this incredible venue in Nashville. Don't want to disclose it just yet, but... Um, Let's just say it's going to be quite the immersive experience, almost like IMAX theater on steroids. Um, and it's going to be a combination of, of visual art and uh, Web3 music. And it's all going to be powered by Pixelated. And those, you know, that hold Pixelated are going to get tons of perks and benefits, you know, at those events and uh, have an unforgettable time. So, um I'm sure over time we're going to come up with other other forms of utility. I know that you know we've been in talks with the Bugatti Group in order to create that digital side of things. I know a lot of our holders have bought some Bugatti Group NFTs so that they can slap their pixelated NFTs onto them. Um, and we've also talked to them in regards to doing some plushies and and um, some some fine toys as well, and uh, and so much more. So just really excited to continuously evolve and you know as these as the space evolves as well you know and other founders you know release their collections and stuff you know more collaborations will arise and uh yeah we're going to be able to spread the music as much as possible because that's really that's really it it's just about getting the music out there um and just connecting with as many people as possible Spreading the music, spreading the love. I mean, listen, May is a great time to go down to Nashville. I don't know if you, anyone out there has been in Nashville, but it's a great time any time of year. But come on, get down there with Sammy and Ray and V and some of the other folks. I mean, can't get more uh, more awesome than that, more immersive. And Web3 meets IRL. I mean, you know, Sammy, I, I do appreciate you coming on the podcast today. But I do have to ask one last question before I let you go. You are a respected collector in this space. I know, you, you know you're a member of kind of uh, the Yuga family. And, and you've got a whole lot of stuff going on there. If, um, you know, as we go into 2023, I just want to ask you from the collector side, what do you think maybe if you could think of like, I don't know, three to five of your favorite, uh, you know, NFT brands that you, that you kind of think you're going to ride with, maybe wouldn't list, or maybe you just think you have the biggest upsides. Where do you find yourself on the collector side? Um, you know, I, I know you're a big creator in this space. We've all heard a whole lot about that, but Sammy, the collector, what are you most proud of heading into 2023? I just love collecting projects from communities that not only challenge me to be a better founder, but are also, uh, they're aware of the value of, of what we're building in the music NFT ecosystem. Um, I've seen a lot of communities, like for example, uh, Alien Friends, they have a very strong music presence. Uh, just recently, a kid, a kid called Beast, uh, is you know they're they're about to reveal this week. Um, they have an incredible music 
uh, presence as well. You know, huge music culture. They're going to be working on you know IRL events and bringing more awareness to the music uh, musicians in the space. Um, but other music NFT founders, um, I, I love supporting them as well. You know, like Josh. Uh, you know, I helped him with his uh, love letters mint. Uh, I have a ton of Ray Isla's rocks as well. I have a ton of Violetta's, you know, moonshots and Gypsy Hearts as well. Um, I think that that Web two mentality of like, you know, it, that dead or alive rat race mentality is, you know, is gone. And, and that, that doesn't really exist in Web3 anymore. Um, I think what, you know, what the musicians in Web3 have built is so special because, you know, whenever Ray has anything, some, you know, that she needs to be uh, pushing and working on, we all come together and create text message groups, you know, where we're like, hey, what time do I need to block off so I could help you out with, you know, such and such. And uh, we always have each other's backs. And that's something that I, that's a support system that I, that I never had in Web2. And uh, now I do have it in Web3. And, you know, I'm doing everything in my power to, to protect that to nurture it and part of that is collecting some of my best friends uh, works and you know I will never sell those those are forever going to stay in my wallet um, because they're only going to not only grow in value uh, you know ETH wise um, but they're also going to grow in value historically and emotionally and they hold a very special place in my heart because you know they were created by these musicians in the early days of Web3 and that's something that you could never take away from an NFT. So that's why I say keep building, keep creating, keep connecting. Um, don't stop because, you know, this is the golden era of Web3. Um, it is January 17th, 2023. I'm going to timestamp it so that anybody watching this in the future uh, can remember that, you know, Wag me, we're all gonna make it. And uh, I know as cheesy as that sounds, it's true. As long as you just show up and continue building, there's no way you could lose. Yeah, and I love that. I love that answer. And Wagme's been coming up a little bit more and more lately. It, it, it died down for a little bit. And if you're just listening out there, put this in perspective. A musician said, collect other musicians' work. This in Web 2, I don't feel like you would find this as often or maybe at all, unless maybe they were under the same record label umbrella. You've got a musician selling his work as NFTs, and I, he could have said, I think the mutants from, <laughs> I think I think Bored Apes are going to do well this year. He could have said, I think this or that, but he said, collect other musicians' work. I don't know if it gets more wag me than that, Sammy. I, I feel like we can't. We that that did it, man. That that's the pinnacle of uh, what every interview should be. And you know, and I think it goes to show why every single time you know somebody's name is brought up, one of one of the musicians' name is brought up. So often, one of us brings up a, a few more, right? Like I, we we talk about Sammy Ariaga a lot on different podcasts, and you know, with people making waves, and then somebody else, and a lot of times it's me. It could be somebody else does mention Ray, does mention V, or does mention Spotty, or maybe somebody else, maybe even Dill. And there's a there's a there's a lot to be said about that because it wasn't always like that in the music game. So props to you and everything you and your crew are doing. Um, I want to give you the last word, man. If there's anything that you want people, of course, everything will be in the show notes. If there's anything you want people to remember uh, before we head out, I want to make sure everybody knows it's Sammy Ariaga. It's pixelated. It's Metagirl. You can find on Sound XYZ. You can get a pulse pass and connect out with a few other things. There's perks in there as well. Sammy, you're doing big things in this world, my friend. I'm just so happy that you were here with us today. Thank you, man. It's definitely a pleasure. Um, I appreciate you giving me a platform to be able to share. Um, and one thing I want to, you know, leave with is, you know, if you resonate with somebody's work and you, you see that they're working day in and day out, you know, putting in... 12 plus hours a day, you know, and they're, you know, being incredible founders and creators in the space, support them, you know, try, do your best to collect, you know, a piece because, you know, that supports them in ways, you, you know, you'll, you could never imagine. And so, um, one thing I want to also, you know, bring some attention to is that, you know, sing, singer songwriters in the space like Ray, like myself, like Josh and V, you know, us creating these tokens are 
you know, are allowing other people that, you know, listen to our music on a daily and believe in what we're doing in the long term to uh, play, almost like place a bet. You know what I mean? Like place a bet on, on our music careers, on our journey. Um, you know, if you're bullish on where we're going to go three to five years from now, if you think we're going to have, you know, we have the potential to have a hit song, to go on, a, on the road with a Post Malone or a Jack Harlow, you know, that's only going to uh, influence the value of these tokens even more. You know, and I would say the ultimate utility with these tokens that we've created is you by collecting them now during the early stages of our career, which it's funny to say that because I've been doing music for 14 years, but I, I truly feels like my career just started like really taking off a little bit and it, it feels phenomenal. Um, but to be the, the ultimate utility for me is for you to be able to say, I swept pixelated right before that song became a hit on whatever on Sirius XM on you know TikTok whatever and that's something that nobody will ever be able to take away from you even if that token goes to zero the music will still be there the art will still be there the fact that I made it the artist himself made it that will never be stripped from the NFT and I just want people to not lose sight of that um, there are founders in this space that are building for the friendships are building for the the values as opposed to building for the floor you know um, I do as a founder of course care about the floor because I care about everybody's you know holdings but at the end of the day it's all about what you provide you know the utility um, showing up the access that you provide and the experience and I'm just very very proud that you know we now have 1200 unique music lovers and enthusiasts that you know see the long term goal and they see what the true value behind a singer songwriter you know in the early days of Web3 creating and what it can be you know in the next 5 to 10 years Beautifully said. And if you're listening to this, make sure that you're following not only Sammy Ariaga on Twitter, but all the other places we put Sammy in the show notes. And Sammy, I just want to tell you, you know, speaking of, you know, picking up and, and celebrating the music and the art and no matter what happens with the price, well, what I want to do on behalf of the Journey NFT, um, we're going to pick up a couple uh, of Sammy's uh, tokens and we're actually going to raffle one off to our community to, to spread that love and share that love that Sammy uh, has been doing for for 14 years and now in Web3 um, really really creating this wag me that I feel like we've been missing we've been missing for nearly a year people it's been almost that long since since I've been reading that next to the GMs every morning so you know Sammy it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi and please feel free to come back anytime man I'm so happy to have done this seriously such a pleasure and I cannot wait for the next one Thank you so much to Sammy Ariaga, one of the people I respect so much in all of Web3 and geek out over, of course, because it's music NFTs. And that's what I that's what I geek out about the most. As so many of you have heard me say multiple times, but don't worry, we're not done yet. We're going to play out the end of the podcast with a pixelated by Sammy. But first, I want to make sure I give a good shout out to everyone who's been making this possible, whether you've been listening from day one, maybe this is day one for you and you got a lot to catch up on. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere. We'll be here. We'll be here. <laughs> We're here for the long haul. And of course, my partners, my sponsors, and my affiliates, good friends at Unstoppable Domains. Right there in the show notes, you can click on and get your own Unstoppable Domain. Please go check out Unstoppable. You can get your own .nft, .crypto, .x. There's so many others out there that'll help you get your digital identity. And my good friends at the Disco Studios Discord, which is where the Journey NFT is housed. I did not ever plan to have a Discord, but when Disco Studios asked us if we wanted to be a part of it, I could not say no. So you can find us there. Chat with us. Other, of course, uh, really amazing one-of-one artists and maybe even win some cool raffles and stuff in there. And of course, my good friends at Zealous for making all our audio experiences so much easier to bring to your ear holes in this crazy, mixed-up, kind of nerdy, kind of cool, brand new world of NFTs and Web3. And lastly, my good friends at the DGen brand clothing, where the Journey NFT merch shop is right there. Check out the show notes. And I have to show love to my friends, Bored Becky, for having me on her podcast from the blockchain, episode 50. We take a deep dive into my whole philosophy. And of course, NFT 365 with Fanzo. And I'll be on there as well, spreading what I always try to do. And that is, of course, bring one love to Web3. Now, here's Sammy. 